world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions, and we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Controlled America, the no bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast. The most important hour of your day. Rock and roll! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavi. Hello. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you. Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, the undermining of the United States Constitution, the infiltration of our social, our political, our cultural, our academic systems here in the free world. We are under attack. We are at war, and battles are being fought. And man, man, you know what? It truly hasn't hit home yet, has it? It, it it it's not it hasn't started here, Vince. You know, yeah, the apocalypse crosses my mind daily. But I think I'm kind of, you know, you look outside and the sun's shining, the birds are chirping, and the stores look kind of pretty okay, yeah. and things are relatively normal. But uh, so the, the end of the year next year is going to be a doozy, no I, matter what. I agree. Now you mentioned a word there. 
What's that? Apocalypse. Now, let, let me go. I, I want to touch on that word here in a minute. But I want to I want to go through kind of uh, tonight we have After Dark Chat. That's at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You have to be on the socialredpill.com in order to get into that After Chat. Once you sign up, if you sign up before 9 p.m., there will be a post that goes out. That post, you'll get an email notification with a Zoom link. You can join in the After Dark Chat. Um, and myself, I think Vince will be there, maybe a few others. Uh, we typically just shoot the shit, have fun, great time. Uh, it's kind of our, our weekly um, just chalk chat and talk right uh as well as we have the battle of the streams going on for everybody who's been donating in the battle of the streams our gofundme uh we're raising money to do uh a a lot of different things we're buying new equipment i actually had the broken equipment i had to send it back we're raising money to travel to go out to do events i mean they have our own events uh but we just got to bring in the 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 money to do that and we are 100 percent user supported so much appreciated to everybody out there who's helping support us whether it's the likes and the shares and the comments the views or just going out there and helping us out uh if you guys want to visit our gofundme redpills.tv slash go you can go to go not gofundme not it's not uh give send go yes that's right it's our give send go and so our Give, Send, Go campaign is givesendgo.com slash redpill. Is it red pill or red pills? I think it's red pills. Let me, let me make sure. Give, send, red pills. Yeah, so red pills, plural. Or the easiest way is redpills.tv slash go. Redpills.tv slash go. Um, you can also send us cryptocurrency, redpills.tv slash send crypto. There's tons of wallets and addresses on there, multiple different types of cryptocurrencies to help support us with, and much appreciated. Or if you're just using our affiliates, that's as well. That's awesome as well. Kirk Elliott, PhD, gold and silver, 401ks, IRAs. You can get find that, getgoldtoday.com. If you guys are going to go to Mike Lindell, support him, mypillow.com. Use that promo code RPP. Or the the other one, my Patriot Supply, stock up on those uh, survival supplies. I'm telling you, it's getting close. We're going to talk about this when I get into the apocalypse here in a second. Uh, and that is redpills.tv slash patriot. Um, but, but much appreciated to all of you guys. You guys definitely help keep the Red Pill Project alive, Alternative Media Live, these podcasts going. Um, Vince, I think we, uh, we had a milestone on our audience. Mm-hmm. So we take these podcasts at night. Uh, and Vince does a lot of this, uh, actually all of it. And, uh, <laughs> he takes them and uploads them to all the back channels, uh, Odyssey, BitChute, Brighteon. Um, where else are we, Vince? Oh, geez. Uh, Clout Hub, we're live and we also yeah. have the Clout archive Hub. there. Um, everywhere you get audio podcasts, gotcha. uh, Brighteon, Gab, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, right. Pills, Facebook. Now, about the audio podcast, if you guys are interested in the Dark Delight show and don't want to go through WYSL, we upload the Dark Delight show on the audio podcast as well, and it is absolutely cooking on there. So we're at 49,600 subscribers on Podbeam. This is between Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, phenomenal. Absolutely just phenomenal. I want to congratulate Vince and Andrea on all the hard work they're done. they've done. Um, I, I pulled up the analytics. We just hit 2.2 million downloads. Um, and we've only been doing that for one year and one month. So that's freaking unbelievable. Last 30 days, we had 250,000 downloads. Quarter of a million downloads in 30 days. Just 
mind blowing. So, uh, much appreciated to everybody out there in the audio version. I know I don't give you guys all the credos as well. Much appreciated. And please visit us at socialredpill.com or redpills.tv and subscribe on there uh, so we can meet you and we get to collaborate and chat and communicate and all that good stuff. All right. Oh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Apocalypse. Thank you, you, Vince. Mm. Thank you for all your hard work. And thank you, Andrea Craft. My pleasure. She's absolutely awesome. Um, Yeah, she is. So, apocalypse. Now, the word apocalypse is one of those that people are ingrained within their mind to mean, like, the end of times and doom and gloom. Um, Yeah. The word itself uh, derived, uh, the the Latin root so fresh, apocalyptica, um, derives from a Coptic word. Coptic being um, the Egyptian Christianity version, right, that came out in the first, second century. Um, And the word means the unveiling. Okay? Now, the unveiling didn't necessarily mean the end of times. This was actually in reference to these old ancient Hermetic and Egyptian mysteries that represented truth being brought forth. Now, here's the thing is the truth is never a pretty thing. And so when the truth is brought forth, there's a lot of chaos that ensues because of the bringing forth of the truth. Now, the story goes and relates back to the um, the Isis of Sais, which is the city that she was born in, but... This is Osiris's sister wife, who the mother of Horus, and she uh, was the goddess of the universe, goddess of fertility, goddess of knowledge and intelligence, um, of wisdom, and she was said to have had held the mysteries of the universe behind behind her eyes, and she wore a full body veil or a eye veil. There's there's different accounts. Um, in one man came before her and lifted the veil and learned the secrets of the universe, and it was prophesied that once again, a man would come before her and lift the veil and the secrets of the universe would be revealed. And this was known as the apocalypse. Yes, so bring on the apocalypse, eh? Right. Well, so the, the, the revelations aspect of this is really pertaining to the metaphorical aspect of truth being revealed and spilled out in uncontrollable ways to where people can't consume it enough and it produces massive amounts of chaos. And so I wanted to put that out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I was uh, <clears throat> I was scrolling through TikTok the other day mm-hmm. and uh, I saw this this pastor out there and I, I know him. And I'm like, oh, okay. I like that's so-and-so, right? Okay. And um, he's talking about, so it, and this him? is probably going to give him away, but he was talking about witches in his congregation. Do I know him? No. Okay. No, he's never been on the show. Um, but he's he was talking about witches in his congregation. Interesting. And, I mean, he was like, their spells and their affirmations. And I'm like, what he's like. But but it got me thinking. And I don't believe that these women in his congregation are witches. I think that they're probably kind of like law of attraction, new age people who who believe in Christ and Christ consciousness and work to progress their spiritual nature, right? Sure. And I don't know. I don't know. But um, he was really attacking them. No, it's not sermons, guys. He was really attacking them um, on stage, calling them out on stage and like, you need to leave oh, now. Wow. And if you don't, oh, we're going to call your names out. We're going to give people your address. And I'm like, what? Oh, dang. I'm like... This is this is wrong. It's wrong in so many ways. Yeah. Um, because you know what? If I was on the social red pill and I found a devil in the mix, a demon in the mix, right? 
Um, and I don't mean a literal demon. I mean someone who is um, the antithesis of what we believe in. Okay? Someone who doesn't believe a lot of the things that we talk about. And we've had them on there. Okay? Mm-hmm. How do I how do I handle that? You're just... You kind of just let everyone do their thing. Yeah. Have a discussion. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's communicate. Why do you think that? Okay, well, that's great. This is my thoughts. How do they, how do they come together? How do they mesh together? Where can we find the commonalities? Right? Because the last thing that we need in this country right now is division. The last thing that we need is people who are maybe just trying to, to, to learn about yeah. Jesus Christ. To learn <laughs> about Christianity. To be construed away because someone's afraid of what they believe. You know, and I think I said this on one of the shows. When there's not enough food to go around, God forbid, nobody's going to care what you believe. They're going (laughs) to care that they have a meal in their tummy. You're right on that one. That's the absolute truth right there. Is at the end of the day, when all hell breaks loose... And it's dog eat dog. The last thing people are going to ask you is, what do you believe? Because at that point in time, it's survival. Um, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I'll actually, oh. um, I'll, I'll lead with this one. All right, let's see it. Let's get into it. There's so much happening, man. No I'm... place to hide. 52% fear they're in danger every day, even at home. Over half of Americans feel like they're in imminent danger at least once a day. A new poll of 2,000 Americans analyzed how they feel about their personal safety and found 52% feel on edge every day. Younger Americans were most likely to feel concerned about their safety on a daily basis, with 75% of those between 25 and 34 agreeing with this statement compared to 50% of those 45 to 50. You know what I think about this? I think these types of articles are designed to make people feel unsafe. And I talked about this on Morning Coffee. The definition of safe has been twisted and corrupt, I believe. Mm-hmm. Safe spaces well, and safety. Participation trophies. Safety of your feelings in comparison to actual physical yeah. safety of your being. So, um, Tony Robbins, and, and actually, um, Tony Robbins and. Uh, I mean, they all do this. Bruce Lipton. Um, they all talk about this scenario. And this is the scenario of the deer, right? And the deer is just grazing, mm-hmm. looking for food. And then all of a sudden, uh, a jaguar comes up and runs down the deer. And the deer zigs and zags and gets in a huge adrenaline burst and is in fear momentarily within its life. And eventually gets away. And the deer doesn't sit there and go, oh my God, I was just chased by a, by a cheetah or a jaguar. Oh my God, what am I going to do? It doesn't sit there and think about it and fret on it for week after week after week. But instead, the deer just goes back to grazing. It was a momentary incident within their life and goes back to grazing. Human beings are the only people that internalize that level of fear and can be, can be influenced by it daily by thinking about it. And we continuously keep ourselves in these higher states of fear because what ended up happening is that we have an environment that is really, really toxic and utilized to basically manipulate us and is at warfare with us. And see, yeah. the problem is, is 
our minds and bodies are reactive to our environments, whether we're conscious of it or not. And so this produces certain levels of various chemicals within your body, from cortisol to adrenaline and so forth. And this mm-hmm. has massive different effects within your body on your health. And it puts you in these degraded states, these cloudy brain states, this uh, adrenal fatigue state, whatever it might be. So, you know, when I see something like this, I know we're getting towards the end because this is was oh. implemented for a long time that basically as an agenda to bring people to this heightened state of fear because it's easier to divide people during that heightened state of fear. So I have what comes to mind for me, and it goes along what you mentioned where it comes to manipulation. And uh, the fake news media does this all the time. They say things like, most people think this is bogus baloney. Oh, most people think Trump is insane and racist. Whatever, insert your whatever they want people to believe when they tell you that most people believe it, it tends to make the uh, people that are malleable to believe that thing out of peer pressure. So when they say most people feel scared once a day, I think they're trying to induce fear in more people once a day. Yeah, I I agree. I don't get fearful once a day. Are you kidding me? You got to wonder how much different the world would be is if they kept all the bad news off of TV and only reported good news. Yeah, just positive affirmations, yeah. good news, just helpful information, useful stuff. Today a man, man a man, you know, a man saves two children from a burning vehicle. Uh, you know, today, you know, uh, Sunnyside High School students cheer for quadriplegic athlete who qualified for the junior, you know, this type of stuff. What what if our society was like that? Dude it would be a completely different place. But then you also have that contrast. You need the regular news as well. So you need this kind sure. of balance between it. But, you know, right. unfortunately we don't. And and I think that's why we're headed towards this unveiling. And the unveiling of the truth, the, the apocalypse of truth, it's happening right now. And, you know, the problem that I see is that there's a lot of people out there sowing division. There's a lot of people out there right now that um, – and look – I don't want to offend anybody on your personal beliefs. On And you got to remember, they're your personal beliefs. Whether you believe that they are truth or not, they are your personal beliefs. Okay, Gravity is a theory. Each scientist has their own personal belief upon the theory of gravity. Okay, Just like religion, sure. spirituality, just like um, whatever it might be. Okay, Yeah, everything. We all have our various different philosophies in life. And they can change. But I see a lot of, um, I don't want to say it like this because I don't want people to hate me because I know that I'll probably get some pushback from this. But but I see a lot of people that are moving towards, how do I say this appropriately? Um, Attacks? I see a lot of Christian groups and sects that are moving towards um, a, a containment within their own group. That yeah, there's isolation. nothing isolation. That there's nothing outside of that. If you don't believe what we believe, the hell with you. Get out of here. You're you're the demon. You're 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 the devil. You're Satan. Get out of here. Okay. And that's not a good thing, man. You know what? I truly do believe Jesus walked this earth. I was actually um, doing some research on this the other day, and. Uh, did you know that the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama, um, in his Nepal home, 
has a 2,000-year-old document. Okay? I I didn't know this. What's the document? In the 2,000-year document talks about Ia, Isa, Ia, who the Palestinian man, the Palestinian Buddha, who traveled to Nepal, India, China, and studied various different philosophies and religions. Okay? The Dalai Lama literally has this document. The Vatican wants it. They won't give it up. Okay? And so what does that mean? For 12 years, he studied in Nepal. But here's the thing. Is it validates, proves the theory that he was a man walking this earth. Now, whether he was the son of man, son of God or God himself, God incarnate, I actually heard a great Christian pastor talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, it was, a, it, was a, it was a Jewish rabbi to a Christian pastor. Okay. And the Christian rabbi said, and this isn't my belief. I'm just kind of speaking. Jewish. Okay? Jewish. But, yeah. This isn't my belief. Let me reiterate. This. this isn't my belief. The rabbi said, what is God? And the guy said, well, God is eternal. God is everything. God is, there's nothing outside of God. He goes, absolutely. You can't contain God. God is this, this big, large encompassment of things. And he goes, so then what was Jesus? And the guy goes, well, Jesus was God. He goes, well, how can you contain God within a man? Is it more in a sense that he was a, a, an avatar of God, a, a representation of a personality of God? Not all of God, a whole God, but just a part. And the guy's like, no, it was God. He goes, but you can't contain. If God was that man, then what, what was the rest of everything around him? You can't, be, you can't be everything inside of a man, but then have nothing outside, right? Like, and he, he brought this really big conundrum, right? And, you know, for me, I've studied Christianity. I've studied contemporary religions. I've studied philosophy. I've studied mysticism. I've studied the occult. I've studied the esoteric mysteries. This is something that's a lifelong passion for me to, to drive down and truly understand truth. Okay? Um, and my personal beliefs are my personal beliefs. And I'm not going to share them here. That's probably more for a Friday night type of thing. Right? But I believe Jesus was real. I believe that he is real. I believe that there's a spirit of, of Jesus, of God, that lives and exists within all of us and that it communicates with us, it guides us. I absolutely do, 100%. The question is, is how far do you take that to exclude everybody else outside of your circle? Right? You know, if someone doesn't believe in that, Right. Like Native Americans. Let's just say Native Americans don't believe in Christianity. There's a group of Native Americans that don't believe in Christianity, but they have the same representation of what you're talking about. They have the spirit that exists within inside of them that talks to them and guides them and and, and leads them and gives them a philosophy upon life. Who are we to deny them? How do we know that if God didn't show up as just one man, Jesus, that he didn't show up as multiple? Various prophets or, or aspects of God incarnate on this planet through multiple variations of time. Yeah, and a lot of the stories indicate that that may be the case, or maybe it's just the same stories of the same same stories, Correct. different. Right. I don't know. But 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 my 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 point here is that we should never never persecute somebody upon their beliefs. Think about that. 
Never persecute somebody based upon their belief. Simply because someone believes something other than you. We don't attack them, condemn them, persecute them. Because you want to know what? That's the tools of the enemy. That's exactly what's happening right now in the world by the elitists, by the globalists, by the governance world. This is what they're doing by radicalizing the left and the right. Is they're making them persecute and condemn their own people, producing massive amounts of division. When in a time we should be uniting together upon common accord, finding common ground. That's what's happening right now. That's the great war that is being played out right now. That is the war of illusion. That's the war of deception. That's the information warfare that's going on. Is that people are turning on their neighbor simply because their feelings get hurt or they disagree with them. And if you're one of those people, the devil already won. I'll be quick and fine with that one. If you're one of those people who persecute, condemn anybody because of their beliefs, the devil's got you. Look, do I hate communists? No, not at all. Do I want communism in this country? No, two different things. Do I dislike Satanists and devil worshippers? No, I, I don't have any problem with them. Leave me the f- alone, right? You go out there and hurt children? Okay, now we got a problem. You start doing harm unto others. You start breaking natural law. Now we have a problem. Now there's conflict produced between other living beings and yourself. But if you're just someone who believes that and wants to go out there and practice these things and learn about them and then talk to other people about them, great. More power to you. Okay? More power to you. There has to be a balance in the world. There has to be a balance in the universe. I've always looked at this in the eternal side of the universe, right? The eternal side of the universe. If God is everything, God is is everything in eternity. What I call the absolute. Mm-hmm. Means that God's all good and all bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh all all bad is contained in that in that all good. Yeah. The good and bad is just two extremes of the same thing, I guess could be an argument, right? Right. And then they, we can hear the argument that, well, evil was something that was created within the creation by man and conscious beings within God's creation. Okay, great. That's fine. That means that good was too. And that means that God is non-participatory in this universe. Right? I mean, when we start looking at balance, we start looking at all these other aspects. I don't know. I'm just saying, but... What I'm trying to say here is just because your neighbor's a liberal, just because someone disagrees with you, doesn't mean we have to hate them. What we need to do is try to find common ground. We need to look at them and say, man, there's either something seriously wrong with you. You're either being manipulated. You're under the influence of psychological warfare. Or you're just confused. Or that's just your belief and the way you feel, which is fine. Don't press it upon me to pay your bills. Don't press it upon me to have to lower myself to your level to participate in in the society. But that's exactly what's happening with the liberal left agenda right now is they've lowered them. they're, They're 
taking society and saying, hey, you feel strong for the American flag. You are a racist. You need to stop that. What, you don't like the American flag? No, I hate the American flag. Oh, well, then you're a racist and you need to step down from that position and love that flag. How dare you tell me what to do? Exactly. That's the point. Like, well, no, that's a double standard. See, it's my feelings, and you're committing violence against me, and you're hurting me because you're white. Right? Like, it's this psychosis that these people get in. Okay? Psychosis, yes. Right, but you can you can heal that. You can help that. And it doesn't have to be by you have to love the flag. It has nothing to do with the flag. The the illness or the problem with them or, or maybe the, the, the correction in thinking comes about by finding common ground, by finding commonality. I've seen uh, Ben Shapiro do this. I've seen um, uh, all these other conservatives, Charlie Kirk, do this. They find common ground. Like one lady was um, hating, on, I think, on Ben Shapiro for, um, you know, talking bad about pedophiles, right? And he said, hold on, hold on a second. Do you think it's okay to harm babies and rape women? And the woman's like, no. And he goes, so we can agree that harming children and raping children and women is a bad thing. And she goes, yeah. And he goes, so you're against pedophiles too? And she goes, well, you can't, you can't uh, say that they're bad. And he goes, no, 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 no. Maybe you don't understand. I'm defining this word as such. And she goes, well, I guess then we agree. And see, sometimes that's all it takes is to just go a little bit around what they already know or believe as a standard definition. Go just a little bit around what people think. Because most people think very simplistic aspects of things that they've gotten from their environment through influence or coercion or authority. And so they don't have the extrapolative mindset to expand those ideas and concepts to something much, much greater to understand a bigger scope of it. Right? You're muted. Yes, for somebody who's just ignorant, but for somebody who's willingly evil, this might not work. Very, very true. But here's the thing, is that's a very, very rare situation on this planet. Psychopathy, sociopathy, these only account for less than 3% of the world's population. Right, and they're mostly CEOs and global elitists. So, but but it's the truth <laughs> is that most people are simply just misguided, misguided, misinfluenced. They don't mm-hmm. understand the nature of reality when it comes to information, and so we shouldn't condemn and hate them and persecute them. But instead, we should help them by giving them a, a hand of commonality. Hey, where can we agree? Let's instead of finding ways that we disagree, why don't we find places where we agree? You know? Oh, yeah, love it, man. I'm for healthcare reform. Did you know that? No. I'm for healthcare reform. You want to know what I want? What? Yeah. I want I want the federal government to regulate healthcare companies, doctors, okay, doctors, hospitals, pharmaceutical companies, and anybody associated with anything that goes inside a human being's body, okay, by removing the profit motivation. That's it. Remove the profit motivation. 
Okay. And I'm okay for government regulation in that aspect. I'm for government regulation in cryptocurrency, but not to the extent of where we're moving to in today's future, right? Um, abortion, right? I, I've been, I, I think it's 100% horrible to kill a fetus, a baby in the womb. Doesn't matter the time frame. I think, I think you're a murderer if you do, right? But I think that the mother should have a choice up to a certain point in the development of that fetus until that fetus develops a heartbeat. Okay, right? People can disagree with me. That's just my understanding of biology, understanding of science, right? That's where it's leading me. And I think it's like three weeks, which is interesting because the three-week point, okay, is a lot less than the abortionists actually say. So most abortionists... So I, I go to like basically is I would limit to three weeks. Abortionist um, or sorry, pro pro life people, pro life people say first trimester. So pro life people say yeah we can have abortion, but it's up to the first trimester. Oh, I'm like no, I, I like three weeks. That's max. After that, that that fetus begins developing a heart, and that heart starts beating on its own. It's in that syncopated rhythm. Um, it's flowing that blood to the brain. You have uh, prenatal brain development actually happening. That's it. Like right before that moment, no, or right before, yeah. or right after that moment, no. It's one of my favorite happening. arguments, one of my favorite arguments against abortion is uh, the comparison of the eagle's eggs, and if you destroy them, then you go to prison hmm. for, for killing an endangered species. Why it's just yellow and white liquid? Yeah. So, but yeah, you have a, you make some good points, and uh, I think. It's good to remind us to remind ourselves to uh, make a friend instead of an enemy. Yeah, I gotta I gotta email myself something now. Hold on, is that it? I'm assuming. You- nope, that's not it. Darn it all! Ah, uh, I was looking for something, Vince. Ah, see if I can find it real quick. Of course, okay, I'm not going to be able to find it this fast. Well, it was... Um, is anybody out there on Amazon Prime, have Amazon Prime, and watch the show Utopia? Vince, have you seen the show Utopia? Negative. Binge it tonight. Whatever you do, binge no. it tonight. Uh, no, I'm not going to Amazon. Okay. You need to watch the show Utopia. All right? Why? Is it realistic or is it like documentary-ish? Or? So the actual show came out in 2010 in the UK. It was redone – oh, sorry, 2014 in the UK. It was redone in 2018 mm-hmm. in the United States. Matthew Broderick is in it. And Matthew Broderick is the head of this massive like pharmaceutical bio lab company. And um, basically what's happening – is that there's this book and it tells all these prophetic scenes of what's happening in the future. And these kids find it and they start following it and they break the code. Um, And it leads to basically these elitists, okay, that own one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world that created a vaccine or that created an artificial virus to spread in children in schools. From the artificial virus... They created a vaccine 
and the vaccine goes out there and basically produces all the people to be infertile. At the end of the uh, wow. the season, Matthew Broderick goes there and admits uh, it's not. It wasn't about killing people because random people were dying from the vaccine. It wasn't about killing people, but it was about stopping U.S. or stopping human reproduction for thirty years. Or John Cusack, that. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew Broderick, John Cusack. Thank John you, Frosty. Cusack. John Cusack. I I saw that today, dude. Mm-hmm. That creeped me out. I sent it to you guys totally today, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah. So it was the ending scene. And I've, I've watched the whole series. They, they, they canceled it once COVID started. But um, I can understand I why they why. did. I wonder why. But but that's the truth in the matter, right? Wow. Is that's the war that we're battling right now. Is we're battling these people who want to stop us from reproducing. They want to stop us from having children. They want to stop us from being open-minded, free-speaking. They want to stop us from traveling anywhere we want at any point in time at any place. They want to stop us from the opportunities to earn billions upon billions of dollars. They want to stop us from picking the people that we want to represent us in our political nature. They want to stop us from believing in what we want to believe. That's the war that's going on right now. And you know how you can tell that war? You can look around you and you can begin to see the psychological warfare, the psychosis that is being induced in the people because those are the bullets that are being shot in this war. Those people that we're talking about that we might have different opinions with. Some of them you just have different... I have a good buddy. Okay, he lives down the street. He's a liberal. He voted yep. for Biden. He's triple-vaxxed. Doesn't believe a word I say when it comes to this stuff. But we can sit there and we can have deep-level conversations on quantum physics, on cosmology... Um, even spirituality, because he's came forth on spirituality, right? Nice, yeah. Right, but he doesn't believe anything, and I don't want to try to change him. Why? Because he's college educated. His wife is in healthcare and college educated, and they just have this understanding of that whole world that's different than mine. And they won't look at anything outside of their own little scope of things, and that's okay. Yeah. That that's fine. And I don't need that stuff to be a friend with him. To communicate. But he also knows that shit's happening right now. He sees it. He sees the financial decline. He sees the house market coming down. He's looking at the world going, oh my goodness, something's going on here. But he can't put it all together because he's in that psychological warfare area. So you know what I tell him? If anything happens, get to my house as fast as you can. Bring all your supplies and get to my house with your kids and your family as fast as you can. And we have a plan. And so I went around and helped him, offered myself, because he knows I'm one of those people that's just ready for it. So, man, that was a crazy little conversation, and I, I'm not here to offend anybody. I'm not here to to argue with anybody. I don't want a debate or discussion. These are I have my own beliefs. I'm telling you what I saw and things that I, I observed. Right, that's a part of nature. Uh, empirical data that we we observe in reality and we bring in, we utilize it to analyze the environment around us and determine what is really real and what's happening in the world. But, um, you know, your belief is your belief and that's fine and that's a beautiful thing and it's precious and I appreciate it, right? But when that belief turns into aggression towards another's belief, you you gotta question yourself. Unless they're saying, you hurt my feelings. 
You know what I say to that? F your feelings. It's not about your <laughs> yeah. feelings. I didn't do yeah. harm to you. Yeah. I didn't do anything to inf- to impede you from your rights, your liberties, and your freedoms in your life. Simply by speaking. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. They don't teach that anymore. In no, the, they uh... don't. <laughs> Lucky my kids are growing up with uh, tough skin, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Let's check this video out. This is from the Ministry of Truth. Bad news. What? The Dacia... Bad news. What? The Dacia Sandero. It's delayed. Oh, no. Anyway, look... Welcome back to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. I am Josh. I am a white male wearing a black shirt with dirty blonde brown hair and green eyes. And you are? <laughs> I'm Vince. You're Vince. I, I can't. I can't, dude. This stuff, they're normalizing crazy, aren't they? Well, hold on, hold on. Everything's fine. Everything's Who else do we have in the room? Oh, we got this woman. Who are you? Uh, good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Oh, I wouldn't have recognized you if you didn't tell me all those other parts of you. Blue suit sitting at the table. You're a woman, she, her. Thank you so much for clarifying that. I'm Josh. I'm sitting at a table in a chair, black shirt, gray shorts, dirty blonde hair, green eyes. You know, every time that, you know, these are the most pressing issues of our time. These these are the most pressing issues of our time. I know, dude. Trust me. Brown eyes, black shirt, gray pants. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't know who was speaking until you told me what you were wearing and where you were at. Now it all makes sense. Meow. Taco skinned. Meow. (laughs) These people are absolutely batshit crazy trying to make this appear normal. Let's stick with Kamala and see what else she has to say. So these are issues that impact young people because, as we all know, your your right to vote and the action of voting unlocks all the other rights, including same-sex marriage, including whether we're going to stand up against a law that says don't say gay, basically restricting kindergarten through third grade teachers in Florida to be able to love openly and teach what they believe is important for people to understand. So your right to vote unlocks all your other rights. Dude, I didn't even know this. I mean, I, Did you know that? You know, being a white guy <laughs> sitting in a chair at a table in a black shirt and gray shorts with dirty blonde hair and green eyes uh, and a white cis male, I, I did not know that. 
you know, um, that I have to vote to unlock all my other rights because those rights sit behind politicians which control their distribution, obviously. These people need God. They <laughs> forgot about God. And she's talking about Florida, Florida's parental rights and education law is basically restricting K through three teachers to be able to love openly. I don't want K through teachers to love openly my children. Sorry. Um, and teach what they believe is important for people to understand. Look, how about this? Kami Kamala. I don't want teachers to teach my children what they believe is important. I want them to teach my children what is important. There's a difference there. History, so we don't repeat it. Math, so we can understand as the various parts of this world. Science, because that's how the existential reality operates. These are the things I want you to teach my children. Not pronouns, not the identification of trans or binary or any of that other stuff. Not how to be gay, not to say gay, or how to identify someone as gay, or to use someone's prone. I don't care about that, and I don't want my children learning about that, because there's not a necessity for that in the real world or in our education centers. And I don't need the vote to unlock my other rights, you fucking tyrant. That's the truth. That's born with everything we need. And you know what? From the Ministry of Truth, you get absolute nonsensical. And this is what we saw the other day. The WhiteHouse.gov came out, and they redefined the word recession. Oh, and then we fun. have Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre, she comes out and says, uh, will you define it? No, I'm not going to define it. Let's listen to this one. This will be good. It's useless. Have tradition. Many of you have uh, reported on. Um, as Secretary Yellen said on Sunday, uh, Two negative quarters of GDP growth is not uh, the technical definition of recession. It's not the definition that economists have traditionally uh, relied on. Uh, there is an organization called the National Bureau of Economic Research. Uh, and what they do is they look at a broad range of data in deciding uh, whether or not a recession has occurred. That is the problem. Many of you. Oh, redefining a recession verbatim exactly what the White House has said. Um, and so, you know, Janet Yellen said that just because we had two month, two quarters of declining GDP doesn't mean we're in a recession. Really? Then what do you call all the recessions before this? Yeah. How did they look at all the data? Well, they looked at all the data to see what was causing the reduction in GDP. What causes reduction in GDP? Labor costs, production costs, supply and demand, trend lines, um, income, wages, joblessness, how many people are being hired, all of those things. How are all those things doing right now? Oh, also inflation, inflationary rates. How are all those things doing right now? Horrible. These people, okay? Now, they are perpetuating, not a belief, they are telling lies, There's a difference between believing something that you see as truth, okay, and and being wrong, and another thing to blatantly lie to people or change the definition of words to align with the reality that is consistent with your narrative. Yeah, it's manipulative and evil and done on purpose. Yep. Um, Should be illegal. Uh, Hopefully, uh, in the future, this stuff won't happen, I hope. 
or it won't happen to, for too much longer. Let's, li let's listen to And what is exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't def I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER, as, as we have stated, of how they define uh, okay, recession. So declare they one until they have declared one. I'm just saying that we're just not going to define it. We use the indicators that the NBER, uh, uh, the Nas National Bureau of Economic Research, have, have used. We've mentioned that a few times. And what is the National Bureau of Economic Research? Th this sounds important. Hold on. National Bureau of Economic Research. I wonder who these people are, right? Sure, it, the NBER, by the way, is not a government organization. Support and funding. Oh, let's see who supports and funding. Um, leadership and governance. Let, let's go in here. Uh, you guys can look at this right here. NBER. This is this is their website right here. National Bureau of Economic Research. We are in the about section. Leadership and governance. Uh, let me see. Board chair, vice chair, past chair. John Lipsky, Peter Henry, Kate and Horn. Um, I'm just looking for some notable names. Um, notice. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Peter Blair, NYU Stern School of Business, Berkeley Professor of Economics and Finance. Um, we're looking for yeah, their corporate their oh. corporate sponsors: Johnson and Johnson, oh, oh, Exxon Mobil, Fidelity, Vanguard, J.P. Morgan. Um, well, John also, Lipsky, the chair, is uh, a vice chairman of J.P. Morgan Investment Bank. After serving as J.P. Morgan's chief economist, uh, Peter. Henry, vice chair, um, he was appointed as head of the external economic advisory group of Barack Obama's presidential campaign. Oh, okay. They have government and uh, foundation support from the NIH, the mm -hmm. NSF, Social Security Administration, Bill and, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, really? And, and more, yeah. I mean... From their website. J.P. Morgan, Deutsche Bank. We got uh, Rock Creek. We got General Motors, and so where's the uh, the economic part of it? Where do you see that? Um, I can send you the link here. Yeah, send it to me. Whoops. There you go. Very interesting. Support and funding. Globalist. I just wanted to look at this. Uh, there we are. Go Government yeah. and Educational Foundation Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality (NIH), NSF. <laughs> Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. I mean, they have. They should. They should just say we're letting Soros decide. All right. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> or Johnson and yeah. Johnson, City, Deutsche, Exxon, uh, the Bank for International Settlements, the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve Bank. Okay, so the NBER doesn't have you know any skin in this game by redefining the word recession at all, right? No. So 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 alarming. I, I wish guys. they. I wish they had like this. Uh, how to define a recession? Right on their website. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm looking. They don't. Of course they don't. I mean, why would they? Oh, right there. July 26. The Biden administration's preemptive pushback on recession. What is a recession? It's quite possible that by the end of this week, we'd be, uh, be having yet another hugely important political debate over the definition of the word recession. 
The Bureau of Economic Analysis on Thursday is set to release the second quarter gross domestic product numbers, and if they're negative, that will mark two consecutive quarters in which the economy has contracted, something that is generally understood to mean a recession. How real and politically sensitive is that possibility? Real, though, that the Biden administration is seeking to preempt it. Last week, the White House issued a document stating that two straight quarters of negative GDP is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said on Sunday, went so far to say she would be amazed if the National Bureau of Economic Research, which determines whether we are officially in a recession, were to declare that. She also stated flatly that we're not in a recession. So... The, the Federal Reserve Bank is one of the main sponsors, including all these banks. They have influence over this place that declares whether we're in a recession or not. And then he well, says here, even if that GDP number is negative, we're not in a recession now, Yellen said on Meet the Press. And I would, you know, warn that we should not be characterizing that as a recession. The okay. reasons for this preemptive pushback are obviously there's a very real possibility that we'll see a second straight negative quarter, a quarter uh, according to various forecasts. And that would not only color the Biden administration's handling of the economy, something about two-thirds of Americans already disapprove of, but it would come with just more than three months to go in 2022 midterm elections. Imagine the tail end of that campaign, t- campaign taking place not just during the period of extremely high inflation, but during a recession with Republicans having already been favored to retake both chambers of Congress. Republicans and conservative media have taken note of the White House move in recent days, with many suggesting the administration is seeking to redefine recession for its political purposes. The first thing to note is that two straight quarters of negative GDP growth isn't determinative. The official determination is up to the NBER, a nonpartisan <coughs> private organization that utilizes other factors in making such calls. The official, it's up to the NBER, which is nonpartisan. Uh, Barack Obama, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, NIH, uh, F- Federal Reserve Bank. Sure. Okay. Well, gross domestic product is a broad, the broadest measure of economic activity. The often cited identification of a recession with two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth is not an official designation. The NBER recession is a monthly concept to, that takes account of a number of monthly indicators such as employment, personal income, industrial production, as well as quarterly GDP growth. Therefore, while negative GDP growth and recessions closely track each other, the consideration by the NBER and other monthly indicators, especially employment, means that the identification of a recession with two consecutive quarters of negative GDP does not always hold. Okay, what determines GDP? How about employment, personal income, industrial production? <laughs> I mean, okay, but GDP is a big one, as MBR has said, including the 2008 when we were entering what we later declared a recession. The real view, the view, we view real GDP as the single best measure that aggregate economic activity, the MBR said at the time, in determining whether a recession has occurred and in identifying the approximate dates of the peak and trough, and therefore place considerable weight on the estimates of real GDP issued by the Bureau of Economic Analysis and the U.S. Department of Con- uh, Commerce. Um, anyways, this is their article right here. And honestly, I, you know, reading through the article and skimming through the article, it seems very nonpartisan. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It, it does seem very nonpartisan, but it also doesn't say that we're not going to say there's a recession. It kind of says that, look, we're analyzing the data and we're going to let you guys know. I have a feeling that the MBER, what do you think? I think they're completely bought and corrupt. I do too, but I have a feeling that they're going to come out and declare a recession. <laughs> they kind of have to, dude. We're in a recession. Yeah. Everything's indicating we are. So yeah. I don't care if they say we're not. I think we are now. I don't need to see the data coming out next week or this week. That's right. Fed opens policy meetings that seeks to tame inflation. Um, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's a big meeting. 
think it's today and tomorrow and uh, we well, should know Thursday. Interest rate hikes are tomorrow or Thursday. Um, U.S. unemployment claims rise to the highest level in eight months. Uh, the week of July 16th, initial unemployment claims increased by 7,000 to 251,000. We touched on this yesterday. Uh, but this is what I'm talking about. Is like they're not... This is what accounts for GDP, gross domestic product, right? Is, you know... Consumer price index, the, uh, the producer price index, all these things go into that determination of is the GDP increasing or decreasing. BlackRock records whopping $1.7 trillion loss in the first half of 2022. Well, that's it, just $1.7 trillion loss? That's yeah, not that big. They'll survive. I, th- I think they'll be okay. Yeah. And, you know, they probably lost that through various investments that they utilize their other corporations to bet against and gain that as profits for them. See, people understand. So they're playing with people's money, pension funds, yeah. right? And so they take that money and they put it out into the open market and gamble with it, if you want to say, like on Wall Street and stuff like that. And when they lose that money, who are they losing it to? The people that took the other bet, the hedged bet against it, right? But BlackRock... Vanguard own everybody. All the other investment funds, State Street, everybody, they're all owned together. Which means that those other investment companies that won that money, that $1.7 trillion, now gets distributed to their shareholders, which is BlackRock. But not the BlackRock pension holders. It's the executives and the fund managers. See how that can scam runs? Hey, did you know this, that China tried to build a network of informants inside the Federal Reserve System at one point threatening to imprison a Fed economist during a trip to Shanghai unless he agreed to provide non-public data a congressional probe found? That is nuts. Not surprised. Well, I'm not surprised, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that they were successful. <laughs> I mean, come on Apparently. Now. They were most likely successful at some point. It's pretty wild, man. Man, we're on episode 404. You know what that means. Um, and we got the soviet level propaganda coming from janet level uh we already went i I had all these um up there already and you know we're not in a recession general motors quarter two profits fall 40 percent on supply woes um forecast confirm we have fed to inflict more pain as the economy as it readies big rate hike and so this big rate hike is coming about because you know we're not in a recession and our economy is doing well Yeah, right. And and then we have these other parts. Exclusive. Thousands of U.S. cattle buried, dumped at Kansas landfill. The top U.S. Uh, cattle feeding companies sent 1,000-pound carcasses to the Kansas landfill where they were flattened by a loader machines and mixed with trash after a June heat wave killed thousands of cows. The documents now being seen by Reuters show. And so what was interesting is they weren't killed by a heat wave. Most likely they were killed by these companies because of supply and demand issues, production, processing issues. The cost of processing them just doesn't make sense. And so they, just they kill logistics them logistics yeah. and circumstances. Right. But they sent them to a fucking landfill. That's pretty wild. No uh, Viking funerals for the cows. Yeah. The Department of Energy issues fifth emergency notice of sale of crude oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, notice is part of Biden-Harris administration's continued actions to help protect Americans and Putin's price hike at the pump. You know, it's interesting that you have an actual federal document saying that. Right. Yeah, legit. 
so the uh, the DOE plans to release from the SPR up to 2.8 million barrels of sour crude oil and 17.2 million barrels of sweet crude oil, totaling 20 million barrels with deliveries from September 16th until October 21st. A DOA must receive bids for this notice no later than 10 a.m. Central Time, August 2nd, 2022. Contracts will be awarded to successful offerers no later than August 11th. The sale will be conducted with crude oil from the following SPR sites. Um, you know, what's interesting about this is, uh, remember how they were talking about the 1 million barrels that were sold to China at auction, the same, these same auctions, China mm-hmm. actually got over 20 million barrels. Really? Yeah. There is a American company that is Chinese owned that bought the majority of it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, um, dang, somebody said something and it, it it really made me think resonated with me of the future after I, I I didn't see who said it, but somebody said um, something about stimulus checks coming out too, kind of along these lines of uh, decreasing our oil reserves uh, puts us in a worse position. It actually increases the price of oil technically over time yeah, uh, and uh, gets rid of that emergency supply of oil for our country. Well, same kind of thing with when we just print money and pass it out. What if uh, the NBER comes out and says we're in a recession? So right before the election, the Biden administration goes stimulus checks. There wait, you wait, go. wait. Have you been listening to the Daily Dose? <laughs> a little bit here and there. You got to go back to my <laughs> August theory. Remember my August, and September theory? Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that in one second. Me, okay. Brenda, donated one diamond. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Carrie, 17, donated one lemon. Thank you so much, Carrie, 17, and me, Brenda. Uh, me, Brenda, three more ice cream. Patriotic Pisces, one diamond. Thank you so much, Patriotic Pisces. Ponlo Picasso donated a cookie. Cookie from he, him, wearing gray shirt, black shorts. Pronoun is I don't give up. <laughs> Thank you, Ponlo. Uh, Mick Dab gifted a phone. My dad is having a valve replacement tar- tomorrow. Asking for prayers from the Red Pill fam. McDav, our prayers and thoughts are with your father and his valve replacement. And so please, yeah. everybody say a prayer for McDav's uh, father there. Lindsay, 14, $28, one, two, three, four. God always wins. Thank you so much, Lindsay, 14. Uh, Tedro. Uh, yeah, that's who said that comment. That Yeah, the Fed will print more money that. for a stimmy check in September. Well, you got to remember my, my theory, which I said most likely was going to happen. Is that by the end of August, there will probably begin talks about stimulus checks and about funding the government till December because you have the end of the oh, yeah. fiscal year coming up at the end of September. Um, and so in October, most likely what's going to happen is the magician's trick, the right hand, the left hand, is they're going to come out. They're going to cancel $1.3 trillion worth of student loans. They're going to issue $2,500 stimulus checks to all American citizens. They're going to give a whole bunch of money to Ukraine, which we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, And the economy will be stimulated artificially because of this for a certain period of time. If you think about the amount of money people will be saving by not paying back their student loans, plus another $2,500 for at least a month and a half, the economy will be stimulated and they can report good news on the economy, even though that's artificially being propped up. And this will come... With crypto regulations and the joining of ISO uh, 2022 in mid-November, and then global economic collapse in December. 
Yeah, I wonder if they'll tie anything uh, to the globalist agenda to this um, stimulus check. Um, say, that, yeah, you know, the biometrics need... and all these ID things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's going to do nothing to help the situation, by the way. It's going to make everything much worse. Yep. It'll fund uh, Soros's um, Summer of Love folks, though. That's right. Uh, shout out the the Jim Bob Oval Shorts out there who is hey. out there in the Facebook chat. Please go check him out at unconstitutionalawakening.com. He's as well uh, the co-host with Vince on Friday, uh, Saturday nights on Makes You Think. So what's up, Jim yeah, man. We're having so much fun on Saturdays. I know we you guys are. Just and look forward to that. If it wasn't my day off, I'd be joining you. It's always a good time. Well, you get Friday. Same kind of deal. It's like we just unplug and unwind and ignore the noise. I know, I feel you. Russia cuts its energy supply to Europe down to 20% capacity. Because, you know, that's going to help Europe, right? <laughs> no, dude, Europe's going to have a very sketchy winter. And uh, yep. I heard rumors that it might even be, like, no fuel going to some parts of Europe from Russia. Yep. So it's very scary, man. Well, and then, then you have this. Thousands of sick elderly and poor could die this winter in the West yeah. from cold and hunger. European energy rationing on the cards. There is emergency proof that no way near enough gas is available in Europe for the autumn and winter heating season. And that uh, what there is will only be affordable to the well-off. The last time Britain had a winter discontent, 78 to 79, saw general strikes and riots which brought the government to its knees. It will be a winter of discontent. Thousands of militant strike actions are on the cards in Europe, as well as government and company bosses are expecting workers to pay for the staggering energy price hikes and inflation coming our way. And this is just Europe that's talking about this already. I'm telling you, it's coming. Yeah, you better have a way well to could. heat your house. You better have some kerosene heaters or some electric heaters and backup electrical power. If you got four fridges like me, you better have a way to freaking keep them cold. Yeah. Or you're going to spend Dude. all day smoking meat. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, right? Yep. Burying it, sick burying it in the cool earth helps. Well, you know, it, it helps if you don't have a car payment, right? Cutting down the wasteful car ownership will help avert a co- climate apocalypse. The world economic, nothing. yeah, the world, yeah, you will own nothing and you will love it. <laughs> the World Economic Forum is calling for an end to private car ownership. A recently published paper calls for an end to wasteful private vehicle ownership in favor of public transportation and communal cars. The average car or van in England is driven just 4% of the time, the World Economic Paper states. It then calls on car owners to sell their vehicles because car sharing platforms such as GetAround and Blue SG have already seized that opportunity to offer vehicles where you pay per hour used. Nope. You will own nothing. Thanks for the suggestion. I'll keep my car. Thank you. Thank you for all the fish. <laughs> you don't know where the movie that's from, do you? No. What is oh, it? Oh, no. Not again. Arthur, a bowl of petonias. You got to get out more. <laughs> well, do I need to put something on my list? I heard Just you last watch night. watch the chat. Vince. Somebody, somebody will say. <laughs> last night, you're like, Vince, put it on your list. It's like, <laughs> uh, Douglas Athams? Adams. Douglas Adams. That's the author. 
It's a really <laughs> thick book. Someone, All someone's right. got to know what movie and book that is. So this audience, they know. <laughs> Thank you for all the fish. Breaking news representative Chuck Widgers becomes oh. third Wisconsin lawmaker to sign on to the decertify 2020 Wisconsin election results. The fraud was too great. There it is right there, Red Pill Radar. Thank you so much. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Great, great, great. Um, universe, yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Sorry. I was reading what he said. Um, but Wisconsin State Representative Chuck Wiggers became the third Wisconsin lawmaker to sign on to the certified 2020 Wisconsin election results. Yes. Um, as well as he joins Timothy uh, Rathum and Janelle Brangen um, in this. But, you know, they're just signing resolutions, so there's no nothing that really can come out of this unless they can get a joint committee hearing to actually move forth on this and do a proper investigation internally and bring about proper charges. Uh, but Wisconsin's moving forward, and, and this is good. This is actually really good yeah. news, and I'm happy to hear this. Now, I'm in the state of Colorado. I'm in Congressional District 6. My congressman is... Um, Jason Crow, which I talked a little bit about last night, he was talking about the DNA stuff, right? Um, right? And I've been saying for the longest time that Colorado's elections are corrupt as hell. Everything is Dominion voting machines. Dominion has a headquarters here. Everything is mail-in ballots here. Look at this yep. story. Machines stole another race in Colorado. Flip vote totals from GOP grassroots, grassroots favorite Linda Wilson after election called and gave them the rhino Lundin. Um, and, and so basically... Linda Wilson is a retired U.S. Air Force officer with a Ph.D. in economics, an M.S. in mathematics, and an M.A. in international economics, and another M.A. in education. She was a senior economist at the Pentagon and an F-22 flight test analyst. Okay? Yeah. Uh, Paul Lundin is a GOP minority whip, is also known as a rhino. Linda Zamora Lundin was new to politics. Linda was the grassroots favorite. Um, in April, the Colorado State Republican Party Assembly, Assembly, Linda Zamora Wilson, won more votes than Lundeen. Wilson secured 52% compared to Lundeen's 48% in the Glendale Cherry Creek Conical Report. She was on fire. Okay? Yeah. Now, this is 8, 12 p.m., State Senate District 6, okay, Republican primary. You see her right there. Zamora Wilson, 15,385 votes, 69% of the vote. Lundeen, 6,675, right? Yes. And they even called it for her. A few hours later, this is at 8.50 p.m. Still showing her winning, right? Look at the vote totals. Look at Paul now. She had... She had 15,833 votes. Zamora Wilson. Lundin, 6,946. Now we go to the official one. Paul Lundin, 15,385 votes. Lundin, or Wilson, 6,675. They flipped them. Exactly yeah. what happened to Candace Taylor in Georgia. Yeah. This is insanity, man. I think people in Colorado need to start pushing back. Everywhere, yeah. Yep. Did you see this? Uh, the Antifa members trying to get rid of the uh, the biker bar. Ah, love it, dude. Antifa in Oregon has declared war 
on biker motorcycle clubs. Smart. No, they're they're they're, they're <laughs> wow, a bunch of freaking morons is what they are. Um, because you know bikers, they're some of the coolest people in the world. Okay, mafia, some of the coolest people in the world. I actually had a run in with the uh, the the Felix Cartel when they operated out of Tijuana. Um, oh, fuck. And uh, I, I saved one of them from getting beat up. Wow. Uh, there's a a rumble that kind of happened, and uh, one of the car the, the head of the cartel <laughs> who was sitting mm-hmm. at the table right next to me. My buddy was like, "We need to get out of here. We need to get out of here." And I'm like, "Nah, dude, it's okay. We're cool, right?" And uh, he some dude was on top of him beating his ass, and I pummeled the guy because he didn't deserve it. I mean, he was taken from behind. It was bullshit. And the yeah. guy's like, I, got, I was in cuffs by the federal alleys. The guy comes up and he's like, take him out of cuffs. He's with me. Bought us drinks and everything all night long. Kind of oh, like, shit. Yeah, gave me his, uh, gave me his car, told him to call him anytime I'm in town. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was decapitated like four weeks later. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, dude. By, by the, yeah, the Mexican military. Oh no. Um, where did all the money oh. go? Ukraine set the default on loans after American taxpayers provided tens of billions of dollars in aid. This is what I've been saying. Nobody wants to listen to this shit. On Wednesday, Ukraine Ukraine Finance Ministry, which I think is headed by a 19-year-old girl or something like that, asked foreign creditors to accept a delay in its debt payment repayments, requesting a two-year freeze on billions of dollars of euro bonds per the Financial Times. A rescheduling would amount to the Ukrainian default on Kiev's tens of billions of dollars in foreign debt. Uh, this was on Texas, uh, te- former Texas Congressman Ron Paul's website. Kiev is set to default on billions in foreign debts, even though U.S. taxpayers provided by uh, President Zelensky's government over hundreds of billions of dollars. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Dude, it they're go? not doing so know. hot. Hey, USA, thank you for the tax dollars. Where'd it go? I don't know. <laughs> exactly, dude. They're not looking so hot in this war. Yeah. So we saw the WHO, and this is like, boom, 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 systematic, right? So we saw the WHO comes out and announces, global emergency, monkeypox. Oh, yeah. Ah! Run! Run! Biden administration expected the name monkeypox coordinator as the virus becomes the U.S. and global health concern. And so now this is news everywhere, but listen to this one. WHO appoints veteran Communist Party of Britain member to advisory panel. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. Professor Suvin Nishi, director of the Center for Behavior Change at the University College at UCL of London, will head the WHO's technical advisory group on behavioral insights and scientists for health. Um, She's a long-term communist. I mean, why not? We are not. (laughs) We are not going to institute. Communism in the world. We are not taking you to concentration camps. Dude, they are just not even hiding it anymore. <laughs> like, uh, hey, who should we get for uh, that one position as the coordinator? I'll call up Susan the Communist. Oh, yeah, the world will, that'll go real well with the world. Yeah, who cares? Gee, geez. All right. This is a government should engage in cognitive infiltration by Sunstein and Vermeule when Sunstein was Obama's information czar. Sunstein became the chair of the WHO Behavioral Insight Team. 
Um, and we are talking about the one that she, Mishi, replaced. Okay? Uh, before you remember the UK Communist Party, Susan Mishi appears to have just gotten that job. All right. And this is what they say. What can a government do about conspiracy theories? Among the things it can do, what should it do? We can readily imagine a series of possible responses. Government might ban conspiracy theorizing. That's words of a true communist. Uh, Government might impose some kind of tax or financial or otherwise on those who disseminate such theories. That's a communist. Government might itself engage in counter-speech marshalling arguments to discredit conspiracy theories. Government might formally hire credible private parties to engage in counter-speech. However, our main policy idea is that the government should engage in cognitive infiltration of the groups that produce conspiracy theories, which involves a mix of three, four, and five. That is exactly what has been happening the last 15 years. More so the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. 50 years. And this is from Natural News. COVID vaccines appear to be making people hypersensitive to pox, allergies, and food toxins such as uh, flatotoxins. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, oh, this was the woman that uh, got vaccinated, triple vax, and now has severe es- oh, eczema. Oh, man. That was so sad, that. dude. I watched that. I feel bad for these people that got tricked. Yeah. Oh, just devastating. Yep, the fact that 96% of LGBTQ individuals have received COVID vaccines. This means that nearly all gay men are currently suffering from monkeypox or vaccinated or technically injected with the experimental gene-altering mRNA concoctions. These vaccines, in turn, are well-documented to suppress immune function over a period of several months, especially when reinforced with additional boosters. The person's immune system deteriorates to such an extent that they can no longer protect themselves from a variety of chemical, biological, and environmental insults that threaten the body. This was the leading. Uh, this is what is leading many people to suffer, for example, explosive cases as eczema that were previously under control before the vaccine. And he had that lung lady there. Um, evidence points to the same phenomenon taking place with monkeypox and gay men who engage in gay sex activities with multiple partners. Monkeypox is now documented to the carrier through saliva, urine, and semen, according to the published research from the Barcelona Institute of Global Health. The new monkeypox report is raising a level of concern that the virus could infect others through patient bodily fluids. Researchers in Spain have discovered high viral loads in saliva semen in Europe and other samples coming from confirmed monkeypox patients. Study authors say the initial cases in Britain, Portugal, and Spain have been mainly discovered among men who have sex with other men. In the United States, there have been over 1,400 confirmed cases so far. Wrap it. You know... Yeah. I don't know. I don't care if you're a woman by choice and you don't have the biological ability to reproduce a child. You should still use protection. Okay. There's always that chance you can get pregnant or monkeypox. Right. I don't. I don't know. I, you lost me. But uh, I'm, I'm talking this about monkeypox trans thing. women. Oh. Trans women who who think they're women who can't get pregnant, but Dude, there's always the monkey- that chance. The monkeypox thing, I'm kind of, I don't, I don't see a lot of information. I don't get it, and it, it, it gets me. I don't get it. I just think it's a vax thing. I think it's. Uh, I think it's an adverse reaction from the vax itself. I don't think it's necessarily monkeypox, unless they perpetuated yeah. this monkeypox by basically, you know, um, it targeted DNA targeted bioweapons. It's what we've been talking about yeah. this whole time. 
is Very that this is DNA targeted. They target a certain um, genotype, the phenotype. That spreads in New York City, and now that person flies to L.A., starts spreading it, right? And it just keeps on spreading. So uh, that's a possibility. Who knows? One thing that most women know, um, and this has been regular here, it's not because of the stress. 42% of women with regular cycles are bleeding more than usual. Um, and not only that, it's, it's women who are unvaccinated as well that are yes. around vaccinated women are having the same or- problem. I heard a friend of mine who had sex with a vaccinated man and her period stopped suddenly wow. and she wasn't pregnant. Wow. Yes. Vaccinated. Always had. Go oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, this is. Oh, this... She always had regular. Yep. She was always regular. And yeah, so thinks it was the uh, jab. Here it is. Vaccinated individuals are infecting the unvaccinated with dangerous graphene oxide, says biomedicine expert. Dr. Felipe Van Welbergen, one of the original experts to find damage from blood due to the Wuhan coronavirus-19 vaccines, found that unvaccinated individuals have graphene and self-assembly nanoparticles in their blood, uh, blood, a manifestation of shedding from those who took the shots. Uh, Van Welbergen is a specialist in biomedicine who deals with chronic cases. He has post-grad work in women's health and pharmacology, biopharmacology, advanced pain management, and aesthetic medicine, which is why he was able to detect developments of patients that were seemingly out of character or did not make sense in terms of the patient's diagnostic history. One of those tests that we run routinely as a diagnostic support tool is red blood cell morphology. It means that certain conditions can change the shape of perfectly good red blood cells from lovely little donuts with a simple, very strange shapes, he explained during a recent appearance on the Jane, Dr. Jane Ruby show. Uh, Jane Ruby pointed out that there are two main ways of injections, whatever is in them, can be transferred to another person who is not vaccinated. This could be through inhalation or skin-to-skin contact. Van Welberger said that in looking at the pure blood smears, which he took straight from individuals to a microscope, he noticed that the unstained blood started picking up unusual tiny structures that he has never seen before. He presented the data showing the red blood cells, which are usually round and donut-shaped, have been damaged by spike proteins, and those cells have become quadrangles or octagon-shaped instead of round. They have become messed up due to the spike protein damage and cannot be restored. You can't repair red blood cells, he explained. Those things are basically lost to us. Moreover, because those cells have lost their shape, they cannot move through the macro-circuitory system. Instead, they just bunch together and block things. The mm-hmm. unvaccinated somehow ended up with full, uh, full of graphene and self-assembly nanoparticles in their blood, which is a manifestation of the shedding of those who took the vaccines themselves. This is often seen in unvaccinated children and in vaccinated parents. Children who have been injected with the graphene oxide in their bodies have seen different effects, although gastrointestinal complaints are the most common. This is because cells are associated with ulcers, bleeding, and most forms. Um, Be careful. Stay away from these vaccinated... Uh, Man, I hate to say it like that, right? It could possibly be a danger, apparently, man. Yeah. All right, Russia's economy is doing better than expected despite the sanctions, according to the IMF. Probably because their currency is backed upon gold and everybody is accepting their currency because Putin outsparted the globalists. I mean, makes sense, right? Yes. Hungary, Hungary rejects unenforceable EU gas plan, according to their minister. This is what we're talking about with Russia reducing the amount of supply being given to uh, Europe and Europe coming out and basically saying that they're going to ration their gas supply. Countries are pushing back. This could cause a war amongst themselves. 
They really can because they're really shooting themselves in the foot and pretending like they aren't. They're yeah. trying to collapse everything oddly enough. China warned U.S. that its military will not sit back if Pelosi visits Taiwan. Yeah. What is Pelosi taking with her to Taiwan? Oh, dude, who knows? What is happening with Pelosi going to Taiwan that China does not want to happen? A deal? That's my thoughts. There it is. Do you remember the leaked audio? They said that they already had Taiwan politicians on their side. Now, Pelosi going there is the globalist attempt to take Taiwan back, which ruins part of China's plan. They're going to go there with blackmail and all this Mm -hmm. and try to make a deal, and they're going to get cold feet and ruin China's plan. Maybe. We'll see what happens. But, dude, I don't think China's bluffing, all right? I think that if she goes there, they're just going to make a move. And rightfully so. I'd probably smirk a little bit. Nancy Pelosi, yeah, I think I would too. She's evil, dude. She is. So the she's one... probably she's probably guilty of horrendous crimes. Uh, I horrendous. She is. Yeah. The White House pushes for next generation COVID vaccines. The White House on Tuesday held a summit with vaccine makers and scientists as it pushed for next generation COVID nineteen vaccines that offer broader and more durable protection against the virus, while current vaccines continue to confer strong protection. What the fuck do they get this shit from? Uh, While current vaccines continue to confer strong protection against serious illness from COVID, the ongoing evolution of the virus has reduced the effectiveness against infection. Shut up. Uh, The goal is not only to protect uh, against disease, but to protect against acquisition and by acquisition transmission. Dude, these people, man. You know what? They just need to shut down this whole industry and um, lock them all up. Lock them all up. Yes. Seriously. So... I've lost quite a few friends due to heroin overdoses with the heroin being tainted with fentanyl. Basically, what happens is people who are the heroin addicts will try to draw someone in that's probably never done heroin or doesn't do heroin that often to test the drugs so they don't inject the heroin into themselves. This is what I heard when I went back home and I started talking to friends. Is this what happened to a lot of my friends? Is that they didn't really do heroin maybe once or a few times and they would have a guinea pig, is that the heroin addict would pick a guinea pig, shoot them up first, and if they died, then obviously they wouldn't do that that batch. So fentanyl isn't the problem, okay? It's the amount of drugs that are coming over the border from China that are being allowed to come over the border, the distribution of them, the hooking on people on the pharmaceuticals throughout the 1990s and the early 2000s, the taking of that supply off the streets, through the doctors, and then that going to the illegal markets. Look what Canada's doing. Fentanyl from the government. A Vancouver experiment aims oh. to stop overdoses. What? So the the Vancouver government is planning on handing out fentanyl to heroin no addicts. No way. So they can stop. What? So they can control the dosage. What? It's, it's not. This is how disconnected. What? Government is. They're just trying to kill people. I'm telling you. Holy mackerel, dude. They're just trying to kill people, man. That's crazy. DARPA is using a particle accelerator to build tech that sees through concrete walls. 
The U.S. military announced Friday that it is using particle accelerators as part of a new program to create a subatomic particle compact source powerful enough to see through concrete walls. These, this research requires high-energy particles that can only be produced on large research facilities like the United States Fermi Lab National Particle Accelerator in Illinois or the European Council of Nuclear Research CERN facility in Switzerland. Uh, the DARPA said the personnel would make deeply penetrating terrestrial muons. Uh, some atomic particles about 200 times heavier than electrons. Such particles could create energy beams up to a hundred, hundreds of a giga electron volts to scan or characterize material for scientific discovery and national security. That won't be abused. No. Phaser guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> Earth destroys. Guess it didn't work. Tim. <laughs> a particle gun. Yeah. Ripped a black hole into yep. space time. They look almost human made. NOAA finds weird lines of holes on the mid Atlantic floor. And you're oh, looking really? at them right here, these uh these man made holes, which they absolutely one hundred percent look like. Scientists exploring a submerged mountain range in the mid Atlantic stumped upon something they can't explain. An organized series of holes punched into the floor of the Atlantic Ocean. The discovery was made Saturday, July twenty third, and the photos show dots connected in the nearly straight lines or trails and designs. We observed several of these sublinear sets of holes on the sediment. These holes have been previously reported from the region, but their origins remain a mystery. While they look almost human-made, the little piles of sediment around the holes make them seem like they were excavated by something. And so you can see them right here. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. Very fascinating. What would we find in the murky oceans it, next? It's, it's like that... Uh, that one part in the ocean is 3,500 feet under the water, and they the found the, the road, the road to Atlantis. You can oh, look yeah, at the, the road to road. Atlantis. And they said, oh, it's like 8,000 years old. 3,500 feet under the water, under the ocean. The last brick time road. the ocean was receded 3,500 feet from that point was about maybe 800 million years ago. <laughs> We just cannot trust our scientific establishment anymore. <laughs> okay, let's go in here. We have Pablo Picasso. Oh, we have uh, Pedro. We have Love the Beach donated three ice cream. Thank you so much, Love the Beach. Pablo Picasso gifted a cookie. Patriot Bird, lever of men, torture of governments, burn instructor, the bird expert. Absolutely. Patriot Bird gifted a can. Love my red pill fam. Or my, oh, my foxhole fam. Sorry. Much appreciated, guys, for all the donations tonight. Uh, I think Rumble took it. Uh, yeah. Rumble definitely took it. Uh, don't forget tonight we have the After Dark Chat, socialredpill.com, um, as well as our uh, Give, Send, Go campaign. If you guys want to check that out, givesendgo.com slash redpills. Uh, if you want to help us out with crypto, redpills.tv slash sendcrypto. Or if you want to get to that Give, Send, Go camp, can easily redpills.tv is the url slash go much love respect god bless you guys thank you guys for all your support i'll be out tomorrow we're going to try to get set up and see if we can do shows we'll see what happens vince will be with you tomorrow on the daily dose i'll try to call in if i can we'll be going to the camping trip we're going to have a great time we'll send pictures post them on the social red pill and join in the conversation if we absolutely can take care good night have a great one guys we'll see you tomorrow